Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. All who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess, both on heaven, on earth, and below, that he is Lord. Oh, glory be to God for the name of Jesus. Blessed be his holy name. If you can turn with me to Romans, the eighth chapter, going to look at verses 12 to the 17th verse. Romans, eighth chapter, looking at verses 12 to 17. I'll be reading from New Living Translation. If you're not there, say, hold on. Amen. I feel, I feel if you say, hold on. I'll hold on. Amen. We're going to be right there. We're not going nowhere else. So we hope that you can arrive at the starting point with us and come to the same conclusion. If you're not there, say, hold on. All right, I'll wait. I'll wait. Amen. Romans 8 chapter, looking at verses 12 to 17, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation of this letter written by Paul to the church in Romans. Amen. Let us begin together. The word reads, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory... We must also share his suffering. Praise God for his word, for the people of God. You may be seated. Amen. Pause for a word of prayer. Lord, I pray for your preaching power to preach your word to us, your people. Amen. Help me announce this topic to your neighbor. Tell them the characteristics of the children of God. Help, help me tell you other neighbor, the, the characteristics of the children of God. Amen. It says that Paul writes, therefore, beloved or brothers or new living translation, brothers and sisters, you have no obligation or you have no debt to the sinful nature or the urges or the dictate of the flesh. But it says you have not received also, you have not received the spirit 
of fear or bondage or slavery, but you have received the spirit of adoption that makes you able to call God your father. If you call God your father, it also means that he must be your father, then you must be his child. And if you are his child, then you ought to look like him. You ought to have some kind of characteristics that reflect of whom you belong to. If you look like him, act like him, then somebody might mistaken you for being his child. And then you could happily correct and say, you are right, I am a child of God. We heard sometimes the saying how people call me every kind of name but a child of God. It's good to be known as a child of God. To be called a child of God will suggest that you know who your daddy is. We see, looking at this text, we've been talking about living in the spirit. Help me out. Tell, me, tell your neighbor, God is spirit. And so if God is spirit, then I, to be his child, must live in the spirit. Am I talking to somebody? I, I, I know this may not blow anybody away. You say, I know this. He's spirit. I'm supposed to live in spirit. Great. I'm glad you know this. So my next question is, then why are you living in the flesh? Now I got somebody awake looking at how you, how you going to talk about me? I, I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying what the word says. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Paul goes on to say, oh, wretched man am I who can save me from this wicked flesh, but glory be to God that I can turn to him who has saved me. So therefore there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Remember being in Christ Jesus? If you're in him, you're not out of him. So if you're in him, you're covered. If you're in him, you have peace, you have, you have joy, you have everlasting peace, and you are able to endure and to preserve. Can I stay there for a moment? I, I wanted to deal with how we are able to persevere because God has preserved us. Let me help somebody out. You have, many of us have our Bibles, have Bible covers. And you have a Bible cover helping to, pers- to, per- to preserve your Bible so that it can put up with what you're going to do with Because many of us know that when we take our Bibles, we want to keep it in con- good condition. So you cover it so that it can stay in good condition. Let me ask somebody. Let me ask somebody. If it's raining outside, you put on rain gear. To preserve yourself, to cover yourself so you don't get wet. Let me have somebody. You, you want to cook something and you want to make some good steak. You marinate, you preserve it so you put it in the oven that it's going to be how you want it when it comes out. Y'all missing it. God preserves us. He covers us so we'll be in good condition when we come out. I'm going to leave you all alone. We've got a few people with me. I want you to see that if you know the Father and you're in him, you're covered by him, then you've got some ability to make it through this world. So therefore, you'll put to death the sinful deeds of the body. Because if you are living in the flesh, it says you must die. You 
will die. The New Living Translation says that you, if you uh, live at the dictate, it says you will die. Basically, it's pointing out that if you live in the flesh, it's a foregone conclusion you're going to die. I'm hoping I'm hoping out somebody. It's a foregone conclusion that if you're living in the flesh, you're going to die. If you're satisfying the sinful desires of your flesh, the result you're going to get is death. And so if you want to get death, keep on living in darkness. Because, you know, darkness is absent of light. And where there's absence of light, that means the Father is not there. And the Father's not there, that means you're not where the Father is. Did I, did I lose somebody? Because if, he, if we are in him, it says the Spirit dwells in us. Which means it inhabits us, means it lives within us, and we are living with him, means that we have fellowship. So the characteristic of the Son of God means, one, that I have put to death the desires of the flesh. Am I talking to somebody here? Meaning that I no longer desire to do what the world has suggested to me. Because, you know, the world is at enmity with God. The flesh is hostile against God. Y'all see that in the text? It's right there in the 8th chapter. How the flesh cannot please God. We talked about that. How the flesh cannot please God. No, can the flesh be subject to God? It's not even able to do so. That's like you trying to bend a stick. You try to bend it, what's going to happen? It's going to break. Because it's unable to bend. We need to realize that our flesh is unable to subject itself to God. So all it's going to do is break. And when you break the flesh, it just dies. Because the flesh is just going to die. But the spirit, come on somebody. It says the spirit will quicken our mortal bodies, put to death our sinful deeds, and set us free from the body. See that? We do not have the spirit of fear. We, we know that in Timothy, God has not given us. The spirit of fear, but the power of sound of mind. Here it says that God has not given us the spirit of fear or slavery or bondage, but has given us the spirit of adoption. So we can call him Abba, Father, which suggests that I am not a slave, but I'm in his house. Y'all catch that? That I have privileges a slave does not. I have I have, I have opportunity to sit at the master's table. Everybody can't sit at the master's table. Everybody's not invited to have what the master has. But he, he says that not only are we heirs, we're not just heirs, but we're fellow heirs. Co-heirs. With who? The heir. Christ Jesus. And, and so if I am a son of God and I am a co-heir with the, the son of God, the only begotten son of God, then I need to be like my brother who put to death the sinful deeds of the body. Said that Jesus knew no sin. Hello, somebody. Some of us know sin. We know sin very well. But we need to realize that we need to not no longer be associated and be fellowship, be connected with sin. Come on, somebody. Many of us, when you, you get your hair done, you get your new clothes, you try to preserve them and make sure they don't get messed up so you stay away from stuff. You know it's hot outside, but you don't want the wind to blow, so you'll wind up the windows. Even if your air conditioning broke, come on, somebody. You don't want the wind to mess up your hair. I'm talking to somebody. 
It raining outside. You let your whole body get wet, but you'll cover up that hair. Am I talking to somebody? You make sure that the hair won't get messed up. Uh, your shoes can get messed your clothes, but, but don't mess up my hair. I just got it did. Got my brothers in the house. Got some new shoes. You got new shoes. You, you plan out how you are. You don't want to get no mud on your new sneakers. Huh? You want to make sure they stay fresh. Uh, it's raining outside. You don't wear the new ones. You got some beat up ones you're going to put on. I seen brother walk in socks in the rain because you want his shoes to get messed up. I'm telling you, when, when we got something that's fresh, we, we want to make sure it stays in that condition. How much more we have received the spirit of God that we got to ensure that we don't even mess around with the mess of the enemy. Oh, the devil is busy. He's trying to make us come alive in this dead flesh. He wants us to be blind to the truth of God and give back in. But yet we realize that if he's our father, then we're going to live like our daddy. We're going to go where our daddy goes. We're going to say what our daddy says. During the conference uh, uh, this, this week at the Central District, pastor was talking about uh, Ludacris had a song out, When I Move, You Move. Just like that. He said he didn't understand that song, so he asked his daughter, said, Baby, what do you mean when I move? You move. Just like that. He said, well, Daddy's saying that when he do this dance move, you supposed to do his dance move just like that. And he said, oh, I get it. And then he related how we need to be like our daddy. That when he move, we move. Come on, somebody. Just like that. Come here, come here, B, uh, uh, Joseph. Potiphar's wife, looking good. Looking at Joseph, looking good. Come lay with me, Joseph. Hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> He's given me everything in his kingdom, even his house, but not you. My, my Bible says, the first thing for flee sexual immorality. Joseph, whoo, flee. He moved when God moved, just like that. He was up and out of there. Y'all hear me? Come here, come here, Daniel. Come here, Daniel. I know that I must pray to my God in order to have relationship with him. The king says that you can't pray to God. Well, the spirit moved me. Then I got to pray. So when God moved, Daniel moved. Just like that. His friends knew that he was going to move. Just like that. So just like that, they went moving toward the king. But Daniel still was not moved. By the king, but moved by God. And so the king, I did nothing against you. And look how God moved. Because Daniel moved. The lines of the mouth was closed. Hello, somebody. See, the good man steps is ordered by who? The righteous. God orders the steps of a good man. I'm glad to realize that if we are in tune with our father, we will follow his precepts. We'll follow his word. Y'all with me here? Because when we live in the spirit, we have life and we have peace. When we're living in the flesh, all you get is death. You have hostility. You have no peace. You have nothing subject to God. And the bottom line is that you will die and you do not belong to God. But since you do not have that spirit, you're not living in the flesh. Therefore, you do belong to God because you are his children. The Bible says sons of God. And, and so for some of the ladies, I feel left out of saying son. But when it's plural in the Greek, it 
means to be begat of or coming from the source of. And God is our source and we've come from him. Let me help you out. Just go to Genesis 1, 26. And God said, let us make man after our own image. And he made them male and female. Hello, I, I, y'all with me here. And so if we are like our daddy, then we ought to live like him. Come on. So we need to lay down what the flesh gives into us. I, I, I'm just going to test this. I'm going to move on. But cast, cast this. Come on. Our fle- we, we looked at Romans 1, 19. It says that, 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 that the evidence is all around that man is without excuse. That you, your conscience is your guide. You know when you do wrong. The sad thing is that we are living in a society now that we can give excuse for why we do wrong. We won't say it's a choice. We'll say it's biological. It's biological for me to steal. I was stealing since I was a baby. Let's tell the truth, right? Babies just take, right? Whatever they see, they take it. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all, y'all look at me. I make it. Come on now. Y'all look like I ain't making sense. Don't a baby see a toy they like? They take it. And say what? Mine. And you got to talk to that baby. If it's your child, say, no, baby, it's not yours. <laughs> give it back to the nice family, you know. You know, give it back to the nice family. Don't, don't, don't be messing with that baby right there. At a young age, they already know that if I see something I want it, I take it. It's natural. But we learn from them to curb that and choose to say, may I play with this, please? Oh, realize that if it's not yours, just to leave it alone. Hello, somebody. But we live in a society now that if somebody wants to do something, we're just going to let them go ahead and do it and say, it's okay. And the sad thing is this. The sad thing is this, that Romans has already told us that we are storing up wrath, living in a sinful state of our lives. We're looking at this that we do not, because when you're living in a slave mentality, you are fearful of the mass. Am I talking to somebody? Because the master does not have a relationship with the slave. The slave is supposed to do what he is told, and that is it. Let's look at it for a moment. Jesus told his disciples, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. Hello, hello. And he says, I call you friends because you obey what I say. And you hear of the Father. And he's pointing out, he's pointing out that now you are equal with me. No greater love than this for a man to lay down his life for another, for a friend to lay his life down for another. He's pointing out that you, I'm not just dying for a slave, I'm dying for my friends because I love you and you love me. And we sing that song, I am a friend of God. But the truth of the matter is you're no friend of God when you're living in the flesh. You're at odds with him. You're an enemy towards him. So, yes, we may love the Lord all our heart, all our strength, all our might. But at that one point where you lying, you stealing, you lay out late at night, you're no friend of God. You're sleeping with the enemy. Hello, somebody. But if we are his children, we have nothing to do with what cause him harm, which will cause him pain, uh, which reminds that my father shared with me that it, my name is not his, my name. It's his name. And so if I get in trouble, it's going to be his name in the paper. 
They're going to say, Samuel, they're a son of. Hello, somebody. Come on. And so we realize that when we go out, we need to say it's going to be my name and the son of. Who my daddy? The Lord is my dad. So when I go out, I want him to be pleased with how I'm living. So he'll get a good report about me. Come on, somebody. So we need to put to death the deeds of the body. We got to kill it for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Y'all see that right there? To be led by God, I put it this way, God is our GPS. We know the global positioning system. Now we need to know God's positioning system. Come on. The global positioning system relies on satellites. It says maybe four satellites to help give you your local position. Satellites are celestial bodies that are going around or orbit or artificial uh, 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 a system that's going out that orbits around another system dependent on that system. I put it out this way, that our God is not dependent on us, but we are his satellites. Hello. That we are dependent on him to give us direction. And you understand those satellites, the celestial satellites, those moons that go around those planets, the planets suggest how the moon goes. Y'all don't hear me. How the earth rotates suggests how the moon rotates. Don't hear me. How the sun, how big is the sun? We're satellites of the sun. How big is the sun dictates how we rotate. Y'all don't hear me. So therefore, I need to be dictated by the sun on how I should rotate. Y'all don't hear me. The S-U-N depicts how long my day is, how long my year is. It dictates if I'm going to add on an hour or subtract an hour. It dictates if you're going to have a leap year or it's no leap year. Hello, somebody. Well, if the S-U-N can depict that much, the S-O-N. So it can show enough depict when I will rotate. <laughs> depict when I get up and when I go down. It'll, dep- it'll, it'll dictate what comes out of my mouth. It'll dictate what I put into my heart. Because it's going to be my God. We, we rely on the GPS to give us a direction from your own house to somebody else's house. And sometimes we get lost going to somebody else. We don't know how to get back home. So you got to say, where you want to go? Home. Searching for satellite. <laughs> I'm so glad that no matter where I am, I'm always home. Because I have the spirit in me. Y'all see that? For you have not received a spirit that makes you a fearful slave. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father, for his spirit joins with what? Our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. Y'all see that? Because it affirms us because it's in us. The spirit dwells in us and affirms us who we are and whom we belong to. So no matter where we go, we're never lost because our Father's with us. He'll guide us and keep us. Think about it for a moment. Think about it for a moment. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leadeth me what? By still waters, right? They I walk through the valley of the shadow what? Of death, even even by still waters, or even I go through terrains that seem dark, that seem unable to, I might not make it through. He will lead me through, going back to how he preserves me. So I can persevere. 
You see how if he is my father, I must just trust him no matter what. Yes, my, my flesh, my flesh desires what is contrary to the word of God. But yet I'm glad I could be just like Paul, just cry, oh, wretched man am I who can save me from this wicked flesh. But glory be to God who has saved me. So we realize that I don't have nothing to fear. I have nothing to be ashamed of because it's no longer I who's living, but it's the Spirit in me who's living. Because the Spirit quickens my mortal body. Y'all see that? And so, therefore, since we are his children, we are his heirs. So if we are led by the Spirit, then we know what God will have us to do. We will not let the devil get a foothold. We'll flee all appearance of evil. We will know how to be patient with one another, how to forgive one another. We'll know how to love one another. And catches, we'll know his word. In your bulletin, I put in the how to memorize a verse a, a week. Some of us, some of us have, don't even have a verse memorized. So how can you say I have your word hidden within my heart? That I might not sin against you. Well, you don't have no word hidden within your heart. You got the word hidden from your heart. Some of y'all have, uh, some of y'all have some good study Bibles. Some of y'all got a Sunday study Bible. That means only on Sunday you study your Bible. You don't know where your Bible is. Come Monday through Saturday, but come Sunday morning you got a Bible. God wants you to be in his word. Psalm, the psalmist says, Psalm 1 says, how I meditate on your word Day and night. He didn't say Sunday and Sunday night. Come on, somebody. We need to have God's word hidden within our hearts so he might not sin against them. We need to meditate on. And when it says to meditate, it suggests that they read the word out loud because it's an audible and an oral understanding. So you, when you read the word out loud, it just uplifts your conscience. It makes you feel better. I don't know about you, but when I read Romans 8, 1 out loud to myself, I just feel better. There's no kind of, oh, thank you, Jesus. When I, when I read Psalms 20, the Lord is my shepherd, I, I laugh, so, oh, thank you, Lord. I, I got to stop. I got to have praise points because uh, I just get excited because I hear the word being audible. It's, it's, it's a living word, so let it be alive and you read it, recite it, memorize it. We need to take advantage of this. Uh, Dr. Jackson shared this, that when you are driving in the car, that you need to help, help, help your child out to get the word in their heart. Say, hey, darling, uh, help me sing that song. Remember that song we sang in church? Then you can teach them the song in the car. Or he said another, say, say, help them to read the word. Say, hey, baby, come here. Help, help. You know my glasses. You know my glasses aren't that good. Come on, can you help me read that verse, what that says? And then ask them what they got. Say, what did you learn? Oh, well, bless your heart. Well, I'm going to share what I gained from you and what I, I heard from God. And guess how long that take? A minute? You're going to spend 30 minutes watching TV, but you can spend a minute just to give them a little piece of the word. It's amazing that if we are, are like our father, we want his word in us. We got to take advantage of having his word in us and put it into somebody else because we can't be claimed that we will raise our children in the admonition of the Lord, but we don't know the Lord ourselves. But if we are children of our God, then we should be walking like our father. And then we should be in his word, be in 
prayer. Y'all with me here? Because our God is spirit. We must worship him in spirit and in truth. That means when we're praying to God in the spirit, think about it for a moment. You go to a holy God. Don't it remind you of your sins? I don't know about you, but every time I say holy God, all of a sudden my body just shakes. Because I know I'm not holy. And and, 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 uh, I I believe it's Exodus. Moses wants to see the face of God. God tells him that you, you will die if you see my face. Y'all don't hear me. Moses wants to see the face of God. God tells him you will die if you see my face. I want to see the face of God. So that means I must die. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. If I am in the spirit and I want to be in his presence, I put to death the mortal deeds of the body so I can be alive in the spirit. So I must die in order to live. Am I talking to somebody? Am I helping out somebody here this morning? I'll leave you alone. Y'all looking at me. I ain't helping y'all out this morning. I'll take my seat, but I'm just going to close with this because I'm so glad that I don't have the spirit of fear, that I don't have the spirit of bondage or slavery, that sin has no reign over me, sin has no dominion over me, that I'm not a slave, I'm not in debt, I'm not obligated to the wicked schemes of the enemy, but I have been given the power of the Holy Ghost. And since I have the power of the Holy Ghost, I get what comes along with this power. I get to hear him say, my son. I get the privilege of calling him father. Because he let me come into the house. Y'all don't hear me. Because in his house, I got a room. (laughs) Y'all don't hear me. And that room was prepared for his son. (laughs) Y'all don't hear me. (laughs) And not only was this room prepared for his son, but his only begotten son prepared the room for his brother. Y'all don't hear me. And since he prepared the room for me and in his house, that means everything in his house is mine. Y'all don't hear me because he is going to give me everything that he's going to give the son because we're now heirs, co-heirs, fellow heirs. And so if I'm a fellow heir with my Jesus and I'm waiting for the glory to come, the glory to come, the glory to come, I got to put up with the suffering now. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So that means I got to suffer people calling me names. I got to suffer them telling them how the Bible don't say that. I got to suffer them persecuting the Bible right now, telling me that all this stuff in sin is okay. I got to suffer going to try to tell me how I got to preach my Bible when my Bible clearly says what sin is sin and what truth is truth. But but I'm willing to stand up uh, for my God uh, because he's my daddy and I'm not ashamed of him because Jesus said if you're ashamed of me before man, uh, I'll be ashamed of you before the Father. But I don't got to speak of fear. So I'm going to stand up uh, and preach the word. Uh, I'm going to stand up and declare his truth. Some of us, some of us need to take that back to our house and let them know that this is the truth. This is what God declared. See, 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 the word of God is not popular because it's not popular to surrender. (laughs) 
it's not, it's not popular to be humble. It's not popular to be poor. But the poor in spirit selling hair. Come on, somebody. Ha <laughs> ha. Those who humble themselves shall be uplifted. I'm so glad. That's what's foolishness in this world. It's wisdom in his sight. That when I humble myself before him. So the suffering means that to kill this flesh and take the ridicule of this world. Because we can't, we didn't come here to please man. But to please God. So we need to put to death the deeds of this body. So we can be alive in the spirit. And be co-heirs. We're going to pick up on, on, on next Sunday in Bible say, looking at, looking at, looking at how if we are putting up with this stuff, what is suffering going to look like? And the birth pains that come into place. And the groaning that comes into place. But yet we're able to endure because we've been preserved by the Spirit. Have you been preserved by the Spirit? If you've been preserved by the Spirit, tell your neighbor, I've been preserved. By the Spirit. Because the Bible says that he has deposited on, on us the Holy Spirit with the seal of redemption. Because that means he's coming back for us. So while we're here suffering, we may be perplexed on every side. We may be, may be crushed, but we're not, I mean, we may be crap, but we're not crushed. Because God has put something in us. In the person of the Holy Spirit. Is able to kill the flesh so we can serve him. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Father, Lord, we just come, we surrender right now. Realizing, Lord, that we cannot please you in our flesh. And it's impossible to serve you and please you in the flesh. But, Father, Lord, we thank you that as we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we have received the spirit of adoption through the Holy Spirit that you are our father we are your children and we are if we are children we are also co-heirs with our lord and savior jesus christ and if we are sharing in his glory lord may we also share in his suffering and lord as we share in his suffering we can endure we can put up because it's the power of your holy spirit that sustains us that keeps us so that we can make it from day to day that we can be holy as you are holy. That we can truly, truly trust you and lean out to our own understanding. But in all our ways, you will, we will acknowledge you and you will direct our path. Because you are directing us. You are keeping us. You are our provider. You are our peace. You are our healer. You are mighty in battle. You are the king of glory. And for that, Lord, we thank you. Lord, there might be someone here who does not know Jesus, who does not know peace. Lord, I pray right now that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart and realize whatever is binding them, whatever is holding them, that they can be set free for your spirit will set them free. It will break that yoke of bondage upon them because who the Son sets free is free indeed, Lord. You can let their mind go. You can let their hearts go so they can be free to serve you. Oh, Father, we thank you for the victory. That we have through your spirit. Oh, Father, minister to us. Have your way. Amen. We send a hand of discipleship to you. May we stand.